Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 71 of the Eve's Drop podcast. Today we have my right-hand man, the guy that's usually behind the camera, who uh, was a little bit nervous earlier, but I told him that his job was on the line, so he's a little bit freer now. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay, well, we'll get through it then, in that case. Yes. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. You got to get through it. I'm fine. Yeah, I know. This is a, I've, I've done never 71 of these, 71 uh, of these things. I've recorded 70. Oh, I'm about to record 71, I guess, but recorded 70 i've never been in this chair so it's did you think that you were gonna be in this chair at some point no not at all why are you in this chair today i don't i think we ran out of guests we ran out so of guests yeah. well yeah, crim six was one. supposed <laughs> crim six was supposed to come in and uh do something but I, I i wanted to bring you on just so we can give them behind the looks of what it's like to work for this monster yep um what do you mean yep okay here we go so this uh episode is brought to you by expressvpn honey and marvel's the avengers video game Very it's cool. i'm gonna tell i'm gonna tell everybody more about that in a little bit uh matt what is your name full name what do you go by what's the deal who are you today <laughs> all those um so my name is matt craig or matthew craig um what do you prefer matt matt yeah definitely matt um everyone calls me maddie though now because you started that yeah so i guess maddie so i go by um from oklahoma Went to University of Oklahoma for three years. Dropped out my junior year to move here to, to work for you. Wait, I thought. Wait, I thought you dropped out of school to go work for Deserta. No, it's to work for you. Oh. I was still going to school full time while DeSerta. you were working for Deserta. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because it, it was basically just like events on the weekends. Yeah. So I would fly to events, work like work Friday through Sunday, and then fly back Monday and go to class. So. So tell me a little bit about your that that transition. Like where 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 does your story begin? You're 24 years old, 25, 24. Just turned 24. Oh, just turned 24. Just turned 24. Okay. Yeah. So, just as far as like gaming and everything you goes, dumb, whatever you want to okay. talk about, man. Um, all right. So I mean, I've like gamed my whole life basically. Yeah. Uh, as like many people my age have. So what's your main game right now? It's Apex. What used to be your main game when you started? Halo. Halo. Really? Yeah. So you're a Halo player. Oh yeah, I love Halo. So like, I that was the first game I ever really played. Like that I can remember playing was Halo One, because my dad and his buddy bought Xboxes like when they first came out, like the original like black Xbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they came Fusion with, Frenzy. I love Fusion Frenzy. So do too. I. That's a good game. Better than Mario Party. I never played Mario Party. I never played like Nintendo games growing up ever. No I've, Mario Brothers. You didn't play neither of those two. No. What about the first one? I'm pointing, uh, by the way, to Super Mario Brothers. Two and Super Mario Brothers three, uh, and then a Japanese version of uh, Super Mario Brothers two. Um, where's Super Mario Brothers? Well, it doesn't matter. All right, so go on. So you never played Nintendo games ever? No, I think. Well, I had like a Game Boy, and I played Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. I played like uh, Ruby and Sapphire a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I started playing Xbox when Halo One came out. Basically, that's like the first game I can remember playing, like trying to beat Halo on Legendary when I was like eight years old or whatever that was i loved it um and then probably when i was 16 or 17 when my buddies played like competitive cod like did all the tournaments online and stuff and went to events and when he told me he was going to events and like hanging out with people and playing in front of a crowd or whatever i guess he was an open bracket but i think he played on main stage once and he told me about it. i was like Who? give him a shout out man don't just say him his name's trace job um he i don't know what he does now i mean he graduated college but I think he plays like CS now a little okay. bit. But yep. yeah, he uh, he used to play like competitive called. I think he's on Dare 
at one point. Mm-hmm. So you got, I mean, he, he did dare, a lot. Dare, what was it, Dare to Rise or something like that? Uh, something like that, yeah. Something okay. Like that. But yeah, so he did that. And him telling me about just esports in general and everything, I thought it was really cool. It sounded like a lot of fun. Um, but I knew I wasn't good enough to go to events. Like, I think I played like, I, he told me about it. Me and my little brother played like one GB and got just smoked like was it even how many cool? brothers i've one i've one younger brother and that's it that's yep. all, your, all your siblings yep yeah okay so you guys play one gb how, how much older are you than him seven years okay yeah all right so yeah, i think he's 17 16. yeah 17 um so we played like one gb got smoked i was like all right i'm not going to go to an event and play but i do want to go to events because it sounds fun it sounds like it would be something i'd be into just hanging out with people that have you know similar interests as me um, so I was trying to figure out how I'm going to go to events. So I was like, maybe I'll just go and be a photographer. But I didn't have like a reel or like a portfolio or anything to mm-hmm. do photo or video stuff. So I DM'd Deserto. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, actually, hold on. Yeah. I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting confused. So I had, I was into YouTube. I was big into YouTube. So I went to VidCon. Yeah. And Anaheim was the weekend after VidCon, yes. I think. So I went to VidCon, went to all that, like learned a bunch about, because I, I did the, not the creator pass, but like the industry pass. Yes. So I was like, it was like the third floor. You got to go all the cool places, got free food. So I did that. How did you get the creator pass or the, the industry pass? Yeah. You just paid for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was like, it was the first year you could go and get that by paying for it. So I spent like all my money to fly there and go to that. And then while I was there, I was like, I might as well just stay for the COD event. That's the next weekend. Cause they had the hotel room anyway. Mm-hmm. So went to VidCon. While I was at VidCon, I DM'd Deserto Mike and was like, yo, I have my stuff here. Can I just like take photos for you guys if you can get me like into the venue? Like I'll take photos for free. Just if you can get me in, I'll give you guys so, photos all weekend. So hold on. How did you hear about Deserto? Um, just by following people on uh, like on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Because I, so I had I probably DM'd like 15 people because I DM'd a bunch of open bracket kids. And I think I think I got them to pay me. Because I wanted to, I wanted one way to get in for free, and then try to make money another way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I DM'd, I DM'd Mike, I DM'd a bunch of not like big orgs, but like like the small open bracket orgs. DM'd a bunch of those guys, um, and some of them got back to me, and I think I charged like fifty bucks for like photos the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then DM Mike, Mike got me in, took photos, and that was my first ever event. I met Roger there actually, mm-hmm. so that was cool. How um, did you meet Roger? We were just up at the like front of the stage at the same time, and I didn't know much about were cameras like, really. Hey man, that's what dude. All of us photographers do that at events. I did the same thing with Hitch. I kind of met Hitch that way, but yeah, we all like we all have something to talk about because we all are into cameras. So it's always just like, oh, what are you shooting on? And you just get to talking. That's the icebreaker. Yeah, exactly. What are you shooting on? And everyone like just goes back and forth, and then we start trading lenses and stuff because some people have the long lenses, some people have you know the wide angles. So that's how the, all the photographers yeah become friends yeah very cool yeah so so you you show which event was it do you remember it was anaheim 2016 or oh my 17. god so you're like super young into the industry yeah well i yeah kind of i got in like i feel like i got in right as everyone else got in it mm-hmm. seems like to me or all my friends got in because like it was roger's first event shooting he had played an event before that i think but that was like his first event shooting and I want to say it was whatever game was after AW, I think. Because AW is the game that I... Advanced Warfare. Yeah, AW is the game that I realized there was like a competitive COD. Black Ops 3 came after that. Yeah, it was Black Ops 3 then. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's very cool. So you took the initiative and you thought, okay, two things need to be addressed. 
I got to pay for this thing. And I also have to get into this thing yeah. with a media pass. Exactly. I need to get my camera in and I wanted like access to basically I didn't want to go and just like take like shitty photos. Like yeah. I wanted them to be good. I wanted them to be like worth something. So I knew I needed to have the media pass. That way I didn't like, I wasn't like trying to sneak a big ass camera in. Mm -hmm. So Mike got me in and then I just basically took, I took like thousands of photos that, that first okay. weekend. So let's put a pause on that. Okay. And I'm going to ask you, what would you recommend for people that are looking to get into the industry, how would they do it in this day and age? Don't think about COVID, just think about regular events. Um, I don't know, I think the way I did it was smart. It's, I mean, I guess I don't have to mention COVID because it is difficult. Like it, right now it's hard because the way I did it only works with events. Yeah. Because I'm a photographer. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if, if COVID wasn't a thing, it's hard and I don't like, a lot of people don't like the way I did it because yeah. I don't mind working for free mm -hmm. if I know there's like it's, if it's a means to an end. I think working for free is like very valuable. And Did it work own, out for you? Yeah, it worked out great for me. <laughs> yeah. So like, I think working for free is smart if you if you do it the right way. Like, don't just work for free for three years and be like, oh, I have all this stuff and I'm not getting paid. Like, yeah. you have to if it's a if it's a way to get in, then working for free is really smart. I think. So that's what that would be my advice is like just find start start doing something versus like oh i need this job to get into the industry yeah just start working like start making like if you're a designer start designing stuff start putting it out people are going to see your designs and if you're good you're going to get hired and you'll start making money yeah like don't be like oh someone needs to hire me to make this design for them just start making designs yeah if you want to take photos go take photos like that's the biggest thing is have something to fall like like if you were to dm someone and be like yo I need this done. They need to be able to show you what they've done before. Like no one's just gonna be like, "Oh, go, you know, take photos." You've never taken photos before. You need, you need a, you need a portfolio. You need a reel. You need something to show that you, you know, can do what you're wanting to do. Mm -hmm. Basically, that's how I got. It. You know, you sort of went against my personal belief, right? Like I, I never hired within the industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Hitch was like probably actually Hitch was the first one, yeah. but I always looked outside for photography specifically. I hired somebody that was like a friend, somebody from home. Um, okay. and, and the reason I did that is because I wanted a fresh pair of eyes in this thing. I didn't want to see the same picture over and over again, the same picture over and over again. Yeah. Um, I think one of the one of the things that that people fail to realize is that you can bring cameras into into that just as a spectator, right? The same way that you can mm -hmm. bring cameras into yeah. into the NBA games as a spectator. Um, for for this day and age, it may not make sense. Maybe on the challengers from a challengers perspective, but there is something to be said about going to go entertain yourself, but also do a little bit of work. Like if you're a photographer looking to break in, going into an event and just start snapping pictures of the people that you see, spend 15 minutes following one player, the entire, the entire thing, just rotating players that are, I'll start obviously with the popular ones yeah. and then just follow them, right? Like if you see scump uh, in, in the, in the balcony, you know, saying hello, like just wait. He's going to say hi to the crowd or he's going to say, and these sort of shots are going to look cool. And if you can position yourself in a good position, if you can position yourself in a good angle to take a good picture, yeah. you can then watermark that shit and then send it to Scump and be like, yo, what do you think of these? And then he's going to be like, yo, oh, let me take those for my Instagram deal. But it's going to cost you $50 per picture or, or is going to cost you $10 per picture uh, if you tag me in yeah. it. Exactly. The you know what I mean? Big, yeah. That was like when I first started taking photos was, and I did, I wasn't like doing it like to make money necessarily, but it was really cool when I would 
go home or go back to the hotel, edit these photos, and then tweet them and like tag like I think I remember tagging Clay in one, and he retweeted it, and I was like, well, that was fucking dope. Like I didn't think that was ever gonna happen. So that was always the cool thing to do was it like it validated what you were doing. Yeah. Like that the people you're taking photos of liked the photos. And then it also, it just ended up working out with Deserto. I was, t- I would, a lot of people go to events and don't take many photos. I was going to events and taking like 5,000 photos in a weekend because the way Deserto works is it, I, it's not like quantity over quality, mm-hmm. but it is like you have to have a shitload of quantity mm-hmm. because say something happens, I need, we need photos of that person. Yeah. So we'd go to events and they'd be set up like four players in a row I would take okay. So tell me the so tell me the experience. Okay, get get to that in a little bit. Tell me. So you meet up with Mike. Okay, yeah. So let's start there. So I meet up with Mike at the first event. My memory is really bad, so this is gonna be kind of difficult to remember all of this. Jesus but Christ, it's man. it's terrible. But we I, so I meet up with Mike at the first event. Um, take photos for him all weekend. Didn't make any money from them. Made a little bit of money from Open Bracket. Went home. DM Mike and was like, Hey, I want to keep doing this for the next events. Um, I didn't even ask them to fly me out. I think I flew myself to the first. Hold two. on, you're fast forwarding to like the next job that you worked for them. Oh well, what do you wait? Well, what tell do you me, ask? tell me the whole scenario and how like what your day one looked like. Oh, I day got one. there. I I met Mike. I said, hey, he had a weird accent. He was wearing some tiny jeans, super tight jeans, and Skinny and and, jeans, and, and yeah. leprechaun boots. And leprechaun okay, boots. and then and then he gave you a pass. What's your first order of business? Like what what did that? Well, what did he tell you? Um, he just told me to get photos. Now, the reason I'm asking you this is because people need to understand what's expected of them when they show up. And when I hire somebody mm-hmm. as a photographer, I don't want to sit there and tell them, go take this picture. Or I want you to take this kind of picture. Oh, yeah. You just got to, yeah, you got to know what to yeah. do. Yeah. Okay. So well, go on. I mean, that first event was different for me because that was my first ever event. So like I walked in and was like, just mind blown. This was even a thing. Yeah. So I walked around like. Went to all the uh, little stations and like got my G Fuel and all that stuff. Um, you got mentioned that that brand, even though we're sponsored by Game. I Fuel. know. As I said it, I was like, "Shit, you like, know." But Game Fuel wasn't a thing back then. <laughs> so, okay, so um, yeah, so I did that. Walked around and then immediately just started trying to take cool pictures. And I took, I mean, I took an insane amount of photos that I what wasn't. What camera paid did you for. have? A Canon T five I, I mm-hmm. think is what it was. Okay, and I. 600 bucks yeah 600 bucks i think i had the kit lens on it too because okay. the lens is what really makes the photos so yeah i think i had the kit lens on it still i agree it wasn't great by it wasn't the way. great but I oh yeah <laughs> it's not the photographer it's the lens exactly yeah. exactly no but yeah so i mean i just went and took a bunch of photos kind of took it all in i think i watched some matches did you know any teams did you know any players no you didn't know optic at no. the time i just knew it would be fun if i got to go to one of these and i kind of just went and just made it work and ended up really enjoying it by yourself, no friends. I think, I think I had to have my buddy Logan there because okay. I think Logan went to me with VidCon, and I think Logan stayed for that weekend. My okay. memory is garbage. Yeah, obviously, it's horrible. Apparently, I'm pretty sure Logan was with me at that first event though, because I think we shared a hotel room. But yeah, just took a shitload of photos. Mike ended up liking them. Yeah. And so what do you do with these photos? Do you go backstage? Is there like a like an area in which all media gets to sit there down. There may have been. I don't think I was invited that first event. I don't think uh-huh. I could. I don't oh. think I went back there. I okay. think I edited them all at the. I want to say I met. Now I'm getting. Yeah, I'm juggling your memory by asking all these questions. Yeah, and I'm kind of I'm getting confused on what events this was because I remember editing photos behind the G Fuel booth. Mm-hmm. Again, but I but I don't know. Yeah, at, at behind this energy drink booth, uh-huh. and I don't remember if. That was that event or not? But I, yeah. I know I didn't. I didn't make it back to the uh, to the media room okay. up until like 
three, four events in, uh-huh. and we got to see the meeting room. The meeting room was dope. So meeting Mike from Deserto, yep. it was cool. He gives you the thing, tells you that. You bring him a SD card. How do you give him the pictures? I think I Dropboxed all of them. Okay. I dropped them. And then they just, or I, or did, did you edit them? Yeah. Facebook. Yeah, they had a, for there, there for a little while, they had like a massive library on Facebook that were all the photos I took. Yeah. And I think I uploaded every single picture to Facebook. And then when Chris or Mike were writing articles, they would just, they would just drag go through them the in. Facebook yeah. album and find them. I think that's what we did. Okay. So then you show them the pictures and they're like, hey, Wormy, we like you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wasn't Wormy yet. Wormy came way later, but. Yeah, they liked them. They didn't hate them, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they were free. So, I mean, all they do is give me a pass. So, uh, they ended up being good enough. People liked them. Or he liked them, I guess. Kept taking photos. Left. DM'd them again. And just basically didn't miss an event after that first one for the first, like, two years. Like, from the time I went to my first MLG Anaheim, I yeah. think I missed one event. Maybe two events until I started working for you. Okay. So, I went to... So, all. you worked how many years before you started working for me for Deserta? Like... Two and a half, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. Two and a half or three, yeah. I want to say two and a half or three. And it was all Deserto stuff, and then any other like I shot a Post Malone concert, like I did other stuff at home. But it was just yeah. As far as like photography goes, it was it was all CW. Yeah, it was all COD events. I went to like two small Halo events, just trying to make extra money, and then a Post Malone concert. That's pretty much it. Did you shoot any video for Deserto? No. Who was that? Never, well, okay, I, I I guess I did shoot video. I shot the interviews, mm-hmm. but they weren't like it wasn't like anything crazy. I no, just no like, cinematics was just yeah. It was just shoot. It's pretty much what you do here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, same thing. You just shot the interviews, edit the interviews. Well, you don't. You just set it up and you press it, press record, and then it records. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. nothing, nothing too spectacular, right? I mean, no, when you, when, no, it wasn't anything like when you do the vlog. That's when you get into your cinematics and yeah. do the different stuff. Yeah. Um, Okay, so tell me about working for them. Obviously, they they are very price sensitive on everything that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, hotels. What sort of hotels did you stay in when they were? Did they get you your own hotel? Did you? Um, they didn't get me my hotel, and this is partly probably on me. Mm-hmm. Is like because I didn't I didn't know how any of this worked at all. Like I didn't know if I should be getting paid for certain things, mm-hmm. if I shouldn't, if I should be like buying my own food, if they should be buying food. I literally had no idea. Mm-hmm. So first. I want to say it was the first three events. I paid my own flights and hotels. And I think they may have paid me like a day rate, I think, uh, to get in. But I think it was, I think my day rate was like a hundred bucks. It wasn't very much. Um, How much did you get paid by them for the photos? I think oh, it was a hundred bucks a day. A hundred bucks a day. Yeah. So tops, maybe $400 you made maybe a weekend. Yeah, maybe. And who paid for the hotel? Me. And how much was the hotel? Don't say 500 More than 400 <laughs> Okay. How much was food? Well, it, it was it wasn't so much the food; it was the alcohol that really ah, that really you messes went, up the bottom line. So you were partying. Well, obviously we're, we're at caught of it. Right? So you have yeah. to. You have to. Um, okay, so after two years, you sort of learned the industry not only by because you're shooting pictures, but you're also shooting interviews. Yep. Uh, did you do your own research outside of that? Did you go out and say, "All right, who's who are these? Who's who's complexity? Who is EU? Yeah, yeah. So once I like after that first event, I got way more into it and started like following it more than I did because I mean I knew who like like Seth and Nadeshot were just because they were so massive and I like I watched Call of Duty videos mm-hmm. so I knew who they were and then once I started following it more figured out who everybody was just kind of kind of got it all figured out after did that did you know who Hitch was? I knew who Hitch was yeah I did know who Hitch was because I watched Vision uh huh so did you know who I was? yeah 
Okay. Definitely. So when I tweeted out, this was shortly after I sold I sold Optic. I I told myself that I was gonna treat myself that I, the, the same way that I would treat any of my players. I was gonna be my own manager of my own talent because obviously there's Zach Rodriguez and then there's Sex, right? Mm-hmm. The brand of uh, from an influencer influencer's perspective. Like yeah. I I also have a following. I upload videos. I do that. So my thought immediately was like, okay, I need to have somebody come in and help me edit these videos because I sure as heck ain't gonna be able to keep up like this, you know, with. With the way that everything that I wanted to do on top of what I was already doing. Yeah, there's no way. There was no way that I was going to be able to do that. So I tweet out looking for, uh, I don't even know. Do you remember what it was? I want to say you just said you're looking for an editor. Wasn't yeah, that all you just looking out? for somebody to edit yeah. my vlog. Yeah. Right? Um, I don't even know if you said vlog editor. I think you just said editor for anything. But Only because my friend from home who I hired as a photographer didn't know how to edit. Did I say, all right, I got to do. I got to do something. So when I tweeted that out. Mike from Deserto, mm-hmm. Chris from Deserto, Josh, I don't know what he does. So, but he certainly didn't reach out. Okay, <laughs> and he's gaining a lot of weight, which is not, which is, which is not bad. But anyway, Damn. he uh, he reaches out and he says, "Yo, we got this guy, Matt. Did you tell him to hit me up, or was that just something oh, yeah. that you did on your own?" Oh yeah. Oh, I told yeah. Oh, I told Chris. I don't know if I ever because I remember it was at. One of the uh, Mexico Gears events, one of the okay. Mexico City Gears events, Chris was talking about you were looking for someone to edit videos. And I was like, tell him I'll do it. I'll do it for free. Just like, tell him I'll do it. Like, that sounds like a. Did you do job. it for free? I did say that, yeah. It's the same way I got into Desoto. I figured, hey, maybe it'll work. Here, here uh-huh. too. Um, but yeah, I basically told him, like, that would be like a dream job to have. And I knew, or I thought at the time, getting that job would be like justification enough to drop out of school. Because, like, I enjoyed school. I did well in school, but I knew I would like. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, enjoy it. So I was looking for a way to drop out and not just like tell my parents like, "Hey, I'm gonna just drop out and go do nothing." Yeah. So I wanted like a like a a good job to go to. Yeah. Like something to justify it with. And I thought getting this job would be justification enough to drop out of school. Yeah. When I yeah. asked them, like, "Yo, how do, how much do you guys pay him?" You know, they they told me they paid you a salary. Really? Yeah. So they did you a favor. Oh, you know what I mean? Dope. Yeah. Yeah. So shout outs to them for lying yeah, to me. Shout, yeah, you know what I mean? Because they hooked you up. Chris, um, and then I was at, at the Infinite offices mm-hmm. and I said, I told Raj, I'm like, yo, man, do you have anybody here that's like good at, you know, editing my vlogs and following me around and just recording me? I wanted to go down the route of a Gary Vee sort of uh, content creation where I just offer educational bits here yeah. and there as to as to what helped me get to where i am uh on top of like all my po- i knew that i wanted that I was about to start my podcast i yeah. knew that i was about to start doing a whole bunch of stuff obviously things got super rocky and for a very long time during the the dark days and, and the halo thing mm-hmm. like i couldn't even upload videos so for a very long time you were here what were you doing i was just scouring the internet for clips for you to post on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I remember doing that for just days at a time. Yeah. And going through like all these old videos and finding clips and being like, is this, I would show Roger all of them. I was like, yo, is this good enough? Like, is this going to work? And he's like, oh, that sucks. I was like, fuck, dude, I looked for four hours trying to find a clip. Yeah. And then I'd find a clip, send it to you and forget to like censor it and be like, oh, I'm fu- I'm going back to school. Like I'm fucked. I'm yeah. f- fired month one. Yeah, but you put me in an awkward spot several times. Yeah, 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 it's okay. You you got through it. Yeah. Um, what was the first um, the first event that we went to was Seattle. Remember that? It was Seattle for it was the yeah. it was when the, when yeah, the Call of Duty team broke up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had yeah. just started working for me. Yep. And 
you know, what was the difference between working for me and working for the incredible company that is Deserta? Like, just from a travel perspective. From a travel perspective, I mean, from a travel, it's like kind of, I mean, it was similar. I wouldn't say it's like crazy, like the hotel was like a lot nicer, obviously, but <laughs> besides that, it was like pretty much the same. I remember <laughs> at that, I mean, it was, I don't want to dog, I mean, it was pretty much the same. I feel like I don't think it was that much different. I remember that was the event that we flew to Vegas, right? Yeah. I remember we flew to Vegas. And you like text me where we were going to Vegas and I tweeted it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I just fucked up again. Yeah. Tweeted yeah. it before you said anything. I was like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. Done again. Yeah. You tweeted out, uh, going to Vegas. This is my life now. It's awesome working for Hex or something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And I was like, Matt, I haven't told anybody that yep. I'm going to Vegas. Well, who are you? Yeah. To be. Didn't think about it. Who, I was to, so pumped. To, to be telling my news to the world. You yep. know what I mean? I'm yeah. moving silence, man. Oh, you know, dude, yes. You know, but you learn very quickly, right? Like it's oh like, yeah. Look, that's 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 always been the game. The, for me, it's always like it, everything gets announced through the right and proper channels. Yeah. Uh, it would have been super easy early on for me to talk about Seth and Matt getting into a fight. Uh, you know, like uh, you want you want to check the camera real quick? Yeah, I'm gonna restart it real quick. Actually, uh, before before we go, while Matt checks the camera, we're gonna say a quick shout out to the sponsors. When you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? I sure do. And, and Wheeling High School, where where I went to to school, didn't have any doors in the bathroom stalls. That's how that's how I don't want to say ghetto, but that's how my high school was back then. I don't know if they have doors today. If you go to Wheeling High School in Illinois. Uh, let me know how the doors are, or don't don't show me pictures. Just tell me yes or no. But either way, you don't want random passersby looking at you, right? No, you don't. So why would you let people look in when you're going online? Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. Did you know that your internet service provider, provider like Comcast or Verizon, knows every single website you visit? Hoo, 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 don't ask them. Um, and what's worse, they can call... They can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will then use your data to target you. I'm not that anti being targeted, but I know a lot of people are. Like if somebody out there says, yo, I heard like if my my uh, my phone hears that I need uh, a beer trimmer and they say, yo, beer trimmer. And it reminds me like I'll take it. I don't care. But another stuff, I definitely want my privacy. I certainly don't want them knowing the password to my Twitter account. I'm going to tell you about when Mix will land in the United States. No, you guys have heard it plenty of times. ExpressVPN puts a stop to all of this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between you and your device and your device and the internet so that your online activity can be, can't be seen by anyone. I use ExpressVPN on all my devices, especially here at the Hex Quarters. If, imagine if we didn't have ExpressVPN here, we could probably get kicked offline and then a whole bunch of stuff happens. Like the, the just, I don't even want to think about uh, what would happen if we got kicked offline in the middle of a tournament, for example. Like, can you imagine the CDL, $4 million on the line? Hell no. Okay, so uh, the best part about using ExpressVPN is that it's easy as closing the bathroom door. You just fire up the application, click one button, and you are protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and countless others. So if you're like me and believe your online activity is your business and your business alone, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com forward slash hex. That's expressvpn.com forward slash H3CZ today and use my exclusive link expressvpn.com slash H3CZ so you can get an extra three months for free. That's expressvpn.com forward slash hex. Okay, so huge shout out to them for coming back yet another week. Certainly appreciate their support. Um, they've been they've been here from the beginning. It feels like, and I certainly appreciate that. another person, another brand that's been here from the beginning is Honey. Honey, we all shop online, 
And we've all seen the promo code field taunt as you check out, right? Like you go there, you check out, it says you want to apply this thing for a coupon. We don't know what coupons to use, but thanks to Honey, manually searching for your coupons is a thing of the past. Honey is a free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online and they range from sites that you have been uh, that you've used for tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. How it works? Easy. When you check out, the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches the entire internet to see if there's any coupons available for you to use and guess what? What did Honey save you money on? Clothes, tech, gadgets, pizza. For us, uh, I think it was pizza. Matt uses it every single time he shops online. He's always looking for a good deal. Um, I think, uh, how much would you say we've we've, we've, uh, we've saved? Thousands of dollars, obviously, with, with all the stuff that we buy on Best Buy. Uh, so definitely thousands of dollars for us. Honey has found over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. Okay. If you don't already have Honey, you could... You could be straight up missing on free savings. It's literally free and it installs in a few seconds. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash eavesdrop. That is honey.com forward slash eavesdrop. I'm going to tell you one more time. I'm going to spell it out for you. J-O-I-N-H-O-N-E-Y.com forward slash E-A-V-E-S-D-R-O-P to get Honey for free. Last but not least, something exciting, something that I haven't done here before, and it's the promotion of a video game. Marvel's Avengers is an action-adventure game where a young Kamala Khan must reassemble the Avengers to stop AIM in a future where superheroes are outlawed. Combining the original cinematic story with single-player and co-op gameplay, Marvel's Avengers delivers new heroes and new narrative on an ongoing basis for the definitive Avengers gaming experience. Assemble up to four players online, master abilities, customize a growing roster of heroes, and defend the Earth from escalating threats. Available now. Embrace your powers. Visit PlayAvengers.com for more information. That's PlayAvengers.com for more info. Thank you very much. And a huge shout-out to you guys. Back to Maddie. So huge shout-out again to uh, to them. Thank you for sponsoring the podcast. Certainly appreciate the support. All right, so... so as I was saying, for, for me, it was always about making the proper announcements. I remember clearly one time when Hitch first got to to the house, he tweeted out, the internet's going to break today because we were about to make an announcement. And I was like, motherfucker, I'm like, who the, don't ever do that shit again. <laughs> don't tell people what's coming down the line. Yeah. One, you're not the spokesperson for Optic. Two, I'm not the spokesperson for Optic. Optic has its own voice through its Twitter account, mm-hmm. and that's the way that things go out. I was very, very diligent about that. Uh, as I was saying, like it would have been really easy for me personally and for Optic, really, if very early on I was like sort of feeding people yeah. like like inside information, like oh my god, Seth just punched a hole on the on this door because he got into an argument with with Nate Shot about who was going to upload the incredible gameplay that yeah. they each individually got, yep. which yep. was the most asinine thing ever. Uh, but I, I wanted to be disciplined in, in that matter, and I wanted to, to be that. So when you did that, I was like, oh, man, look at this. It's, a, it's another hitch, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hopefully. Um, yeah. So we, we go to Vegas. We shoot. I think uh, we – who did we interview? Was Or did it we just – It was um, – Richard Lewis? Yeah. Yeah, Richard Lewis. Was it? I know we did that one in Vegas. Uh, it wasn't your memory sucks dude yo, we went there for we, we went there no, for the oh, Fortnite. yeah 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 for ninjas uh ninjas Fortnite thing. Event at the, yeah in the oh yeah in the casino yeah, in the, the casino yeah, yeah and i'm like all right i'm just gonna go hang out uh i'm gonna vlog the rest of this stuff and then yep. you have to come with me because i have to give you the the footage for you to to vlog yep um 
And that was uh, shortly after that is when the Dark Ages happened, and then we started going into like this super, super dark, dark oh, yeah. thing. So, right. Um, all right, now that we've sort of hit the the, the thirty minute mark, what is it like working for me? And be brutally honest, because I will tell you to edit it if I don't like what you're uh-huh. saying. So yeah. please, um, it's fun, but it's stressful. I guess is like the easiest way to say it. Like, it's really fun. There's a bunch of cool stuff that we get to do. We get to make like cool shit all the time, basically. But it is stressful. And it's, uh, I feel like instead of me being like really good at one thing and like have, instead of me like learning to master one thing, I've gotten pretty good at doing a bunch of different stuff mm-hmm. here versus like me coming. Cause when I got the job, I was like, oh, I'm just going to be editing vlogs. But instead of just editing vlog, I haven't edited a vlog in a while now. Now I do the Huntsman stuff. Now I'm just like trying to run like Twitter accounts, trying to instagram accounts trying to upload clips for second channels instead of just doing vlogs i feel like i've gotten good at doing a bunch of other stuff and it's stressful because like managing all of that is difficult and my memory is so terrible that i forget to do shit all the time mm-hmm. but it's fun like i enjoy it i really yeah. enjoy it yeah well you i mean yeah. i know that you well, have yeah. to say that but no it's, yeah. uh okay so what is what is the, the the most stressful part about working here content days okay why just because getting well for one it's hard to get a hold of these players sometimes that's that's pretty difficult and then a lot of times instead of them telling me like hey i'm not going to show up they just won't say Mm -hmm. that and they just don't show up and then because like for the first two i would schedule everything but okay these three people are going to be in this video and it would go really smoothly if they came but if they didn't come it would throw a wrench in all of it and then i would like have to on the fly figure out who i'm going to put where what i'm going to do so now i don't like okay this person this person this person now it's like these people will be here, these people will be here versus having exact people and exact content mm-hmm. pieces. But that's the, the content days are just stressful because we film so much stuff in like two hours. Yeah. It's, it's hard to like keep the quality up, I think, when we film that much stuff all at once. And it's just, I don't know, it just stresses me out. Like trying to get everyone here, got to go get food, got to have everything set up. And you are pretty quick with how you want to do everything. Like we were to film a video, it needs to be like set up, like set up now or set up like 10 minutes ago, basically. So on content days, it's like stressful trying to like move sets for something. And a lot of times I'll move sets and then I'll click record and be like, oh shit, I need to move this camera a little bit. So in the video, I end up moving a little bit. And then for me, it's like, oh, I just fucked up the quality there. But yeah, that content days are definitely the most stressful for me. But uh, I also like content days a lot. Yeah. yeah. What do you do the rest of the week? Uh, edit the videos I film on content day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, but it's not just you, right? Like you have. Oh yeah, Josefo does. Yeah, yes, we have Josefo. Yeah, me and Josefo edit all the videos. But I mean, besides, I mean, I do a bunch of other random stuff like emailing all the podcast people. I got spoiled. I'm gonna be honest, and the 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 curly headed uh, dude right there. Yeah, I got spoiled. Yeah, because he did everything. Didn't have to tell him. I just told him like what the vision was, and he got out and Mm -hmm. he just did everything. He was like a one man army. For a very long time where he was doing a whole bunch of shit. So for the rest of my life, no matter who it is that I work with, whether it's you, whether it's somebody else, I'm always going to expect that level of commitment to this thing, which is unfair to you. It's unfair to Josefo. It's unfair to whoever it is that we do. But I couldn't give less of a shit if it's too much for people to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I know that by the time you spend what you're about to this is going to be what, the third year that you're you're working for me? Like you're a different person than, than you were. You're a different 
editor, you're a different producer, you're a different director, and you're also learning like all the other shit that goes into the business, from sponsorship management to sponsorship deliverables to what works, what doesn't. Yeah. In your sleep, you know what I mean. I'm turning you into what you know, what this guy was, yeah. what I was for a very long time before he even came. I did that shit all on my own. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I expect that from everybody, and I'll never ever let off. You know what I mean? And that, yeah. I, I think I made that clear to you yeah. from the beginning. Yeah, definitely. And it's a good thing to, like, it's a good thing to do. Like, have expectations that high because it. I mean, it made me work really hard. Like, I didn't know what I was coming in to do exactly, but I figured out really quickly that just do whatever needs to be done basically whether it's like getting clips filming a video backing your boat into the lake yeah. like just figure out how to do all of it and just make sure you like make yourself valuable is basically what i was trying to do and i feel like i did decent at it but yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you did all right um I, and, and you know i'll never tell you that you have or you haven't done a good job i just you know what i'm saying like yep. you should know yeah exactly. you know what i mean you exactly. don't need a pat on the back from me like you should know you should be confident in the yep. content you create and every single time you fuck up i tell you yeah right and yeah. what was the first thing that i told you about that one specific thing no excuses you tell me yep i messed up that's on me and that's that yep. there's no need to fucking sit there and talk about it for 10 minutes like why yeah, it wasn't no, you know what i mean yeah yeah it's so a lot smoother that way. so now that you have been here for three years what do you feel like has been like your biggest learning in 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 this particular world of mine um i don't know there's a the biggest learning i don't even know there's a lot like i feel like i've learned an insane amount since I started working here but it would be i don't know what was the start let's start this what was what do you think the hardest day of your career so far with me was or has been has there been one that's like just sticks out and it's hard to tell because you say that you have horrible memory yeah, I mean, there hasn't been one that was, like, terrible. There's been ones that were I was really nervous about, and it never ends up going as bad as I, like, see it going in my head, basically. But, I mean, like, filming the first pre-show was really stressful, but the pre-show ended up being, like, one of my favorite things I've ever done here. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I, there hasn't been, like, a day where I'm like, oh, this sucked, like, I hated this. Like, that's not how it... That's not how I would look at it anyway, though. I'm not, like, negative enough to look at something like that, so. There was one day when somebody from Activision hit you up and asked you how many people are running, you know, the, the Huntsman pre-show. Yep. What was that like? Because that had to feel good. That was cool. It's, it's always cool, though, when people ask, like, how many people are doing, like, Huntsman content? How many people are, like, working on stuff that we're doing in the Hex quarters? And it's, like, it's me and Josefo, and then Hex, like, tells us what to do, basically. And I was, like, you only have two people? And I'm, like, yeah, we have two Maybe if we need like thumbnails, we have a thumbnail guy, but it's pretty much just me and Josefo doing all of it. Yeah. So it, I mean, it feels good that people are like, oh, it seems like it's a bigger team than that, but it's really not. No. So the thing with that too is that I'd rather like work you till till your wheels fall off, like yep. literally make you, because you can do anything, right? Anybody can do anything. They're, you get to a point where it's just way too much, but until you get to that point, I'm never gonna let off. Like, think about, I mean, if you if and I'm I'm not gonna talk about Hitch anymore after this, but Think about we shot smooth competition. Mm -hmm. Knowing what you know now, do you know what it would have taken to fucking film a a fifty foot obstacle, a hundred foot off obstacle course in the backyard, or uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's not it'd easy. Be a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's lot, moving sure. cameras. It's editing, syncing cameras, uh, drone shots. Like there was a lot. How hard do you think it would have? Like, think about it. Like he he. Oh, it would be very difficult to do that. Yeah. As a one-man show, that would be like 
Yeah. I don't know how the hell you do that, actually. But exactly. You don't, right? But yeah. you do because I pushed him far enough. Yeah. Him I mean, he's a beast, too. So yeah, look at him. Just sitting there. Won yeah. two videographer of the year awards. That's how. He's nasty. That's how you win him, though. That's yeah, how you win him. 100%. Period. You know what I mean? So, look, I, I'm, I'm here to help people find the best them that they can find. Yep. And the only way to find it is by tearing them down every single <laughs> day. It's like the military. <laughs> Just yeah, I mean essentially, yeah. right? Like I, I I expect things to be a certain certain way, and now obviously that we that we got year one of the Huntsman done mm-hmm. with ultimately like one and a half people, obviously Josefo yep. and you helping, mm-hmm. like now we're we're expanding our our production team. You know what I'm saying? Simply because oh, yeah. it's 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 necessary. I mean yep. the second that this like we couldn't do what we're doing today if shows were if uh if live events were a thing. Right, it yeah. would be almost impossible because people would get back from events and then what? They have to come in on Tuesday for two hours to film content for the rest of the week. Yeah, there wouldn't be enough time in the day to do all of it. See, you say that, but I think there is. But it, well, it just takes a level of commitment from everybody yeah. to say, "All right, fine, I'm not gonna watch a fucking movie, or I'm not gonna watch Taco two episodes of Taco Chronicles." Yeah, uh, and and this is where we're gonna go. Yep, you know what I mean. Yep. So I, I think that it, it is possible, but just to make it easy on everybody. I mean, we're not we're not. You know the old optic where we had no investment and we had no support and it mm-hmm. was just me, Hitch, and Aaron doing lower thirds. Yeah. Right. So it's it's uh it's easier now that we can afford to you know hire people, mm-hmm. pay them well, and make them you know sort of be committed to to the project that we're doing, cre- creating the 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 storytelling aspect of of what it is that we're living. Yeah. Because we're living in a, in a in a in a world in which everything that we do is going to be a part of history, and that's important. If people in the early days of NBA, if people in the early days of the NFL, baseball, whatever, had cameras or had the ability to shoot in high quality the way that we do mm-hmm. today, and they didn't do it, that would have been a disservice for all of it. Yeah. I mean, you look at the archives, you look at 30, 30 for 30, you look mm-hmm. at the archives of sports history, that's what we're building today, which is why it upsets me when other teams don't don't care uh, not that they don't care, but they don't know how to care enough about the importance of what is essentially going to be a a chronological library of their history from inception mm-hmm. till wherever it is that they get to. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I take that very seriously. I take that. I I, I hold myself account. My future. I so I hold myself accountable to my future self and why I expect from me today mm-hmm. and why I don't do certain things. So anyway, that's that's my thing. Aside from that, what do you think we we can improve on? What do you think that what what aren't we doing that you think we should be doing? I don't well I think a lot of it has to do with COVID. If COVID wasn't a thing, I think we could do a lot cooler videos. I think we could for one I mean, Smooth Comp was so like Smooth Comp was huge. Like I think Smooth Comp was one of the coolest things like that was the best e- the best esports series yeah, ever created. Exactly. So I think I mean not that we need to like I don't want to like copy old stuff or continue doing what you guys have been doing for years. But going and doing more like stuff outside, like active stuff where people are doing something besides sitting and playing video games or doing like trivia-esque videos. I think that's what we need to start doing. And then I guess start uploading more to the channel. I don't know. I mean, it. I feel like we're doing good for like what we like what we have. Yeah. I feel like we're doing good Um, as far as like individual things that need to be better. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think needs to be better? I don't know. I don't know. I have a, a lot, like uh, I always have a uh, have problems agreeing with myself to create pieces of content. The 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 pieces of content we've been shooting from from here, just like yeah. me sitting down and, and giving my opinion on something, I've always been reluctant to do that because my voice carries a lot of influence 
and it's it would be irresponsible for me to just speak freely on certain case uh, on certain scenarios. Yeah. Uh, the Doctor Disrespect one, for example, uh, that we just uploaded. I after I uploaded it after it went live, and I know that it, like if I would have watched it one more time before I press live on it, I probably wouldn't have uploaded it because think about what I just did. I didn't talk specifically about the situation. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk specifically about. Uh, my opinion on whether I think he did or didn't do what nobody knows what it is because of yeah. that. But I carry a lot of influence. And if I'm asking Twitch to tell us what it was, what if Twitch does tell us? You know what I mean? Yeah. And what if it's uh, if it's a negative thing for for him? Yeah, then it's like you... I influence that, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. You know what I mean. So I've I've always I've always had this like internal struggle about the things that I can or cannot say, yeah. and it goes back all the way to um, when we release players or when we you know w- when we have to get rid of players or we have yeah. to separate from players. If I give a reason, a lot of things happen. If I give essentially my opinion as to why it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Best thing to do is always say thank you for you know thank you for working with us you know goodbye. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about anybody that's happened specifically in this year even right, but in the past like call it uh, 60 50 or yeah. call it you know uh, you know one two three five McAlpin or whatever. Like there's a lot of things that you know uh, I can't I can't disagree publicly because I know that I influence a lot of people who might might agree with me and then there's 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 sort of after effect that happens yeah, to this you like know what you, I mean? so, yeah you say something people are gonna like you have you have such a large fan base that you say something everyone else is gonna agree with you or and, disagree or with disagree me. with you yeah but if they if they agree with you and it somehow it ends up being a, like a bad thing for whatever you're talking about yeah then instead of you saying something it's you and a hundred thousand other people yeah and it's just a That'd be yeah, a yeah, big yeah. burden to carry, I feel like, but yeah. It is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I felt self-conscious about uploading the Dr. Disrespect yeah. one, right? Like, one, none of my business, I don't even, I don't, I don't want to know. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, unless whatever it mm-hmm. comes out, whatever. Like, yeah. even talking about it in this very instance, like, makes me feel uncomfortable, so I just, you know, I, I, I just rather move yeah. on. Um, if, I, I guess one last topic, it would be what uh, i get a lot of messages you get a lot of messages how to work here at the hex quarters internships and all that yeah what do you tell them i just tell them what we're not hiring interns basically I said, listen i'm doing you a favor dude you don't <laughs> want to trust bro yeah, trust you don't want to work here you need thick skin um yeah. do you find me uh hard to get along with no not hard to get along with no you mean it's like the thing I've said for you're never satisfied. So it's like it's hard to it's hard to tell like when you're actually upset too about stuff. Mm-hmm. Like say like like a thumbnail like if a thumbnail's wrong or like a title isn't the way that you want it, it's like half the time I can't tell if you're like really fucking pissed about that title being wrong. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, oh he's got other shit going on. He just just going through it right now. Title's fine, we'll figure out the title, just change it. Yeah. That's the only thing that is like you're you're not you're not hard to get along with. You're you're hard to read. I yeah. guess is what I would say. Very hard to read. So you never know whether when when I say God damn it, Maddie, you yeah, don't know if I it's a good know. one or yeah. or if it's like a medium or if it's like oh, yep. is he joking? Yeah, you can. Yeah, good. You can never tell. You can good. never tell. Yeah. Good. Um. On, on the topic of that, like I think I think uh, I told you from the beginning, like I, I was making funny for being a millennial, and I said that by yep. by the end of this, you will not be a millennial. Yeah. 
You know what I'm heard saying? That a lot. Yes, yeah. from the beginning. Yep. I'm like, nope, no excuses here, dude. That shit is not gonna work. Um, I think I think the way that that you sort of transitioned from the person that you were when you came to the person that you are today, like I I think more than anything, I think that you've done a really good job at at doing the work that needs to be done in here. Minus the the little title here, thumbnail there, like mm-hmm. and, and you forgetting to do certain shit that you're supposed to. Yep. I don't think that, that I've, I've ever had any issue, any true issue where I was just like, man, this dude's not gonna make it. I've never I've never thought about that. To be honest, I don't think. I don't think I, I ever look at someone or there's been a few times where I've looked at someone and said, he's not going to make it mm-hmm. because I make it sort of a, a special project for me to make sure that they make it because their success reflects on me. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. w- like I hope that TST blows up like fucking next week yeah. because guess what? That's another that's another team that I get to take credit yep. for. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's, it's just all these people. It's just like, up, oh, dude, that comes. I touched them once and oh, shit yeah. and then fucking magic happens. The hex guidance right there. If if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing, Matt? What would um, you like to do? It, it, let's say this. Well, yeah. That's... You have your choice right now, okay? And I'm not telling you that I'm gonna fire you. I'm not telling you that I'm gonna let you go to do your favor <laughs> oh, either. Shit, right now. Okay. <laughs> what what would you be doing right now if you weren't working for me? Um, I would be in my like for no, I'd be in my second year of either chiropractic school or dental school. Because mm-hmm. I don't think if I never got this job, I don't think I ever would have found like a good enough reason to drop out of school and i think i would have just kept going because i i didn't like it but i didn't ha- i didn't like hate it hate it like i didn't like hate my life doing it mm-hmm. and i knew that i could get through it i knew i could get into school and i knew i'd end up doing like really well for myself if i had made it all the way through so i probably would have just kept doing that it, this was like the this job was very much a huge change in trajectory for my life because the way i had going i i'd, I'd want to be a dentist from the time i was like five years old so that's what I was going to do. That was just like kind of the plan. Had it all figured out. Knew I was going to go to school. Knew I was going to go to dental school. Had the same friends since I was like three years old. Mm-hmm. Still like still my best friends. One of them's in dental school. One of them's in chiropractic school right now. So I would have gone to one of those. My girlfriend's in chiropractic school. So that would have been the plan if I didn't get this job. That's what I'd be doing, I, th- I think. Unless something crazy happened like this where I got another like weird opportunity to do something cool. But. It is a weird opportunity because you're essentially dropping out of school. You're going to go work with one dude. And it's just you and me in this fucking studio for how long? Yeah, it was a long time. It was a long time. Yeah. And I remember telling you, I'm like, Matt, don't get used to this. Because once I turn the switch back on, it's going to be all go all the time. That was facts. There was a there were like months where you're like, you just like you find something to do, be productive. And it was like when you basically when you were like, when I flip the switch and start making content again, it's going to be a, a complete 180 from what we're doing right now and it was overwhelming 100 percent was it went from me doing twitter clips to vlogs podcasts podcast clips and twitter clips all kinds of other stuff on top titles of that, yeah. thumbnails oh yeah uh taking meetings with with clients yep sponsorships learning the do's and don'ts of essentially social media and social media, and, yeah. and influencer marketing from top to bottom yep you know what I mean? Yeah, it and, w- yeah. It was a lot. It was like learn quick, or fail fast, as Andy says. Learn quick, fail fast. No, right? that I, what he said? no, you couldn't fail with me, dude. Oh, okay. No, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> I don't, I don't play that shit. It's, yeah. it's only learn quick and 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 move fast. So, um, you stream a little bit. Is that is that something that you want to pursue, or is that just something that you do just for fun? Because I stream just for fun sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I stream, I stream for fun just because I'm gonna play games anyway, and it's it's fun to turn the stream on 
and right now I play a dead game, so no one plays Apex. Oh, Apex? Yeah, I play Apex on stream a lot. That's your game? Yeah. So I play Apex, and people that watch me, I'll be like, yo, hop in the lobby, mm-hmm. and they end up being good, and I have people to play with versus me playing by myself. So, I mean, I like streaming. It's really fun. Eventually, I mean, I would love to, like, stream and, like, make YouTube videos and all that stuff for, like, a living, but that'd be another one of those, like, giant, like, changes but how would that happen though what do you mean how this is like you would have to do the job the job that you do today with for me and then you have to go home and at night like build that brand for you to even get even remotely close to doing something like that yeah but if that's something that you want to do how do you get there well if that's something i want to do and like i want to do it for real because you're 24 yeah clock's ticking dude don't say that don't say that. Well, look, you look at me. I was 29 when I started doing yeah. this thing, so yeah. know, don't worry I about mean, it. No, I mean, if it's like something I really want to do, I would have to just, I guess, don't not sleep at all and just work all day and then go home and make videos and stream at night. Bills got to be paid. But, bills do got to be paid. That's facts. Very yeah. cool. I mean, all that's, right. It'd be cool. Well, let me let me ask you this. Where, where do you see yourself in the next uh, two years? I don't know. I really don't know. Here? Um, Elsewhere? It, are you leaving me, Matt? Is that what the fuck you're telling me? Nah. Is this the breakup fucking video? <laughs> right now? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Like, there's a there's a bunch of stuff that I want to do, but the like the workload of this job kind of makes it difficult to like I like I never want to I never want to be doing something else and it take away from this because like this is like what I get paid to do. So this should always be what I do first like this should be what's good and then everything else is like just side stuff that I want to do for fun or want to try to grow so I mean in two years I have no idea like I really don't know I haven't like I've th- I, I think about it every day but I don't know if I would ever want to like quit and go do that full-time I guess I, I don't want to just quit and just jump into the deep end and be like you know figure it out like that's mm-hmm. not the way that I would want to do it but do I don't you know think how you could yeah, I definitely think I could. Because of the training that you got yeah. here, young exactly. young samurai, yeah. you I, would be able to do yeah, it 100%. Yeah. yeah, I definitely think if I I think if I think tried, I think I could do it. But it's one of those things where, do I leave this job? Because this is like, this is the job. Like for me, this is the job to have. So it's like if I leave this, <clears throat> I'm not coming back to like work for somebody else or go work for another team. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way that I leave this and then go work and just be a videographer somewhere or be an editor somewhere. It's either I keep doing this or I quit this and go try to do something myself and make that work. That's the way I see it. I don't see myself like quitting this and then being like a year later, like, yo, Hex, can I fucking edit your vlogs again? Like that. What do you think I would say something like that? No, I think you'd say no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. If Hitch came back and said, I want to do vision, I'm fucking firing whoever I need to fire in order to do that. That'd but good luck day. with that. Yeah. Um, all right, Matt. Well, thanks for stopping by, man. And I, I, I want to say that you weren't filler. Obviously, we've been discussing you hopping on this yep. for a long time. It just happened that this time around, uh, Krim was in the middle of a tournament or something, and then he couldn't stop by. But either way, thank you. Have fun editing this. It, I will. It can't be weird, right? Editing your own oh, stuff. Oh, it's going to be strange. I do that all the time. I edit my vlogs all the time. I've seen you edit your unboxing reviews. Well, that's been years. That's yeah. been years. Don't I even look it myself. up, guys. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't look at look those. Don't look at those. Uh, all right. So Matt's information is gonna be listed in the description down below. Uh, don't follow him. Obviously, if you do and he gets a big enough following, he's gonna leave me. And obviously, I don't want that. So uh, anyway, all his information is down below. Matt, have fun. Thank you for stopping by, man. I appreciate you. Was this a good one? I think it was good. It felt good. 
I was very nervous going into it. Yeah. And I'm a little bit less nervous now. So I, I think I, I think I, I think it went well. Do you think getting a couple of beers in you would have made it better? Yeah, hundred percent. I literally looked for white claws in the fridge, but I think we're out. So you know, we got like a stash of liquor. I just on the don't other know side. if I need to start right this now. This early, it's only yeah. five thirty. Once I start, I don't stop though. Uh, you know my man. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in again. A huge shout out to ExpressVPN, Honey, and Marvel's The Avengers Game. We'll see you guys on the next one. Goodbye.